Chronicles of Aguna podcast. I'm your host, Harry Simiu, and this show is, of course, brought to you by Loserpool. On this edition, we'll be looking ahead to the weekend's North London derby. We'll be hearing from Chris Davison, James Bench, and Daniel DeLuca. Now, here's a little bit of history for you. The first meeting between our great club and the bottlers from down the road was back on the 4th of December 1909, making this derby almost 110 years old. Of the 195 meetings between the clubs, we've won 81 of them, 51 have ended in a draw, and Spurs have managed to beat us 63 times. Thankfully, though, this time, uh, none of my cousins are getting married on North London Derby Day. Uh, not that it stopped me attending last year, but it means I don't have to sneak off anywhere. I don't have to lie. I don't have to pretend. Uh, and I don't have to avoid any of the cameras. Uh, that was, of course, the home fixture in November of last year that I'm talking about. As for the away game, I couldn't get myself a ticket. Um, I was offered one by a friend, but it was in the home end. And well, the truth is I'd rather put my bollocks in a blender than sit with that lot, particularly the mate that offered it to me. We did go on to lose at Wembley that day. Harry Kane with the only goal of the game. And then there was, of course, that chance late on, which was spurned by Alexander Lacazette. But you know what? Arsenal were poor that day. Spurs totally dominated us. And had that gone in, it would have been the mother of all sucker punches. Now, every time the North London derby comes around, people refer back to the time we won the league at the lane, that goal from Thierry Henry when he ran almost the entire length of the pitch. You know the one I mean, etc., etc. So on this podcast, I want to bring to your attention some of the facts that perhaps aren't as well known, aren't spoken about as often. And I decided to take a look into who the top scorers are in this particular fixture. Now, ranked number one is Emmanuel Adebayor. Uh, and I guess he's got a bit of a fair advantage because he did play for both clubs uh, and he scored eight goals in North London derbies, which is pretty remarkable when you think about it. In second, joint second, I've got to say, is Harry Kane with seven um, and, he's, and he's there alongside Robert Perez, who also scored seven. Uh, so another player who thoroughly enjoyed uh, inflicting more misery on Tottenham. In joint fourth, you've got Thierry Henry, Robin Van Persie and Gareth Bale, who've all scored five. And then when if we move further down the charts to joint seventh, and we are skipping from four to seven because we've got so many in each category, of course. Ian Wright, Patrick Vieira, uh, Freddie Lundberg, Raphael van der Vaart and Theo Walcott have all scored four times in a North London derby. Another interesting fact for you is this. The man dubbed a pioneer, an Arsenal hero, 
and a genius, Mr. Herbert Chapman, actually played for Spurs during his time as a footballer between 1905 and 1907. Jesus, that's going back a bit. A bit like what that lot have to do when they try and remember the last time they won a trophy. But that's enough about history. Let's turn our attention to Sunday. Um, Unai Emery, and I know I probably say this every week, has some really, really difficult choices to make. Does he, A, stick to the system that saw us end the disappointing run of draws and win at Bournemouth last weekend? Or B, does he revert to the 4-2-3-1 system he's persisted with for most of this season? Now, he spoke a lot about the need to compete physically last weekend, even used that to justify his decision to drop Mesut Ozil from the starting eleven, and that's fair enough. I mean, at the end of the day, we won the game, so it's very difficult to criticise the decision in hindsight. But having said all that, there's no doubt in my mind that Arsenal are a far better football team with Mesut Ozil in it. We lacked creativity at Bournemouth, I thought. Um, I thought Mkhitaryan was awful, and I cannot see how he could have possibly earned his place in the North London derby side, given that performance. At the time of recording, we're still not sure whether Alexander Lacazette will be fit. Um, again, at the time of recording, it doesn't look like Nacho Monreal will be fit either. So I guess Kolasinac will continue at left back. Um, interestingly, I think that part of the reason we actually changed formation last weekend was because of the manager's lack of faith in Sead Kolasinac in a defensive capacity. And so I'm unsure as to whether he'll look to cover his bases again or or just put his faith in him and switch back to what we know and, and what we seem to play best. Um, of course, Socrates has to play. If you ask me, I thought he was strong, dominant, experienced. He's an A-star student in the art of shithousery. He was born to play derbies, this man, born to do it. Now, if we take a look at this weekend's opponents for a minute... I think the main reason Spurs were so successful last weekend in nullifying Chelsea was the manager's decision to snuff out Jorginho, um, cut off the supply to their deep-lying playmaker, the man who essentially, I guess, makes them tick. Now, they'll do exactly the same to Granit Xhaka on Sunday, or at least try to, and for me... That's a real area of concern. Um, They'll be looking to close him down and put him under immense pressure, particularly when he receives the ball facing his own goal. And we've seen a couple of times this season that he can uh, can have his moments in that position. He does tend to lose concentration sometimes. Well, we can't afford for him to have any of those lapses this weekend because we will get punished. Um, Perhaps this game calls for the manager to not abandon, but slightly tweak our view on playing the ball out from the back. Just a thought. It just might save us from having one of those Granite Xhaka moments, if you know what I mean. Now, of course, we'll have to be wary of Harry Kane and he bloody always scores against us, uh, to tell you the truth. And of course, on paper, he's Spurs' standout threat. But I think... It would be silly not to take notice of their their players in other areas of the pitch on Sunday. You know, they've got Ali, Son, Eriksen, Lucas Moura. They're all good players too. They're all goal threats. Um, and so we'll have to be switched on at all times. Now, one thing that encourages me going into this game is that I have faith Unai Emery will have done his homework uh, prior, prior to the game. He's shown that he's a manager who will respect his opponent. Um... I'm assuming that Vertonghen will return to the side for Spurs, having been included as a sub last weekend and having played against Inter um, 
this uh, this evening. Now, Trippier was, of course, missing last weekend and Aurier came in again. He played against Inter. Um, and I just feel with Aurier, there, there is a weakness there if you can expose him. If you focus on that area of the pitch, he is a player that can be gotten at. And I didn't think Chelsea looked to exploit that position enough. Um, yes, he's a fantastic athlete, but he's clumsy, prone to mistakes, and he's certainly Spurs' weakest link defensively. Um, you know, looking at their midfield options, Dyer, Sissoko, Winks, um, or whoever plays, in fact, they're not any better than Granit Xhaka, Lucas Torreira, or Mesut Ozil. So I'm not overly concerned about the midfield. I think they'll their midfield will work hard, um, but we have the ability to play around them. And as long as we don't make any silly mistakes, then you know what, I think we'll have a good time in there. I think we'll dominate it. And I think uh, we'll end up coming away with all three points. Now, my team for Sunday, just quickly, would be Bernd Leno in goal, Bellerin at right back, Mustafi, Socrates, Kolasinac, Xhaka Torreira, uh, Ozil, Iwobi, Aubameyang, if Lacazette is fit, he would be the 11th man. Uh, alternatively, then, of course, you've got to put Aubameyang up front and you've got to probably, I guess, put Mkhitaryan in there. Or maybe Gwenduzi and uh, play the extra man in midfield and let Mesut Ozil play in one of those wider positions. Um, you know, it seems that we don't have much width anyway, apart from the fullback. So if Ozil did step inside from that position, I don't think that would make too much difference to our shape overall. Um, my prediction for this weekend is a 2-0 win to the Arsenal. Um, I really fancy our chances. I'd never bet against us at home, especially in a game like this. So uh, that's my prediction. Now, just before we finish, um, we got some audio clips sent over from James Benj of the Evening Standard, Chris Davison, football reporter, and my colleague from the Sofa Sports Podcast, who is a Spurs fan, Dan DeLuca, just to see what those guys thought, uh, what those guys think, sorry, is going to happen this weekend and how things might play out. Uh, so sit back and enjoy. Here's Dan DeLuca. So, so I think from, from my point of view, whilst obviously it's a game I'm looking forward to and always do, it's probably the most relaxed I've felt about a North London derby for a few seasons now. There's been a few really high-profile ones over the last couple of years while we've been tussling for sim, uh, similar positions or trying to close out points gaps to finish above one another etc etc I think at this point it, it's a pretty calm North London derby in that Arsenal are, need to win just to draw level with Spurs and I think and obviously your listeners probably aren't going to like this I, I still feel that unless Arsenal invest in January I'm pretty comfortable that Spurs will amass more points over the course of the season so for that reason whilst obviously I don't want to lose the game I don't feel there's as much pressure riding on it from a Spurs perspective as recent years um, I think Emery's had a really really good start at Arsenal he's finding ways to win ugly he's found some games to play pretty football in and he's still managing to rotate his position and find out about his players at the same time whilst picking up points so I think there's a lot of positives for Arsenal home advantage as well obviously Spurs don't win many games um, away at Arsenal. One, in fact, in or two in Premier League history, but one in the last 10 years, let's say. Um, likewise, Arsenal don't win many away from home at Tottenham. So home advantage is a big thing. And um, Spurs coming off the back of a tough week. So remains to see how that will take its toll. Um, a tough game against Inter Milan for us in a minute. I don't know what the lineup for that side is going to be. So it's hard to predict how we're going to line up on 
Sunday, but I do think that Arsenal will play with three at the back. I think Emery's deliberately experimented with that at Bournemouth, and um, it's interesting that Emery actually focuses tactically on the opposition as opposed to as opposed to set up his own side, and he does that whether it's home or away. So I thoroughly expect that Arsenal will go three at the back, try and surround Harry Kane and keep him quiet, um, and. I expect it to be probably not as many goals, perhaps, as the traditional North London derby. I think it'll be a little bit more cagey. I do think if Spurs play to their absolute best, then Spurs could win the game. But having said that, Spurs have only played well to their best three or four times this season. A bit like Arsenal, if you could argue. So it's one of those where I'm probably going to sit on the fence. I'm not going to predict an Arsenal win because um, I just can't do that to myself. Um Likewise, I think predicting a Spurs win away from home at the Emirates is a bit bold. And I'm not one to regularly predict away wins for teams when the top six play each other, unless Manchester City are involved. And so what I'm going to say is I think Spurs will score the first goal and I think Arsenal will push to get back in the game in the second half. If they do find that breakthrough early enough, there'll be a chance for a second goal for Arsenal. Um, And obviously there's opportunities to break for Spurs there. But I'm going to predict Spurs will score first and I will go for a late-ish heartbreaking equaliser and a one-all draw. Here's what the London Evening Standard's James Bench had to say. If you'd asked me during the international break, I'd probably have made Arsenal slight favourites for this game. Spurs kind of looked a bit lost, but, you know, we've seen such remarkable displays from them in the uh, wins over Chelsea and into Milan that they're going to be coming into this game full of confidence whilst Arsenal have had such a weird build-up to this game with all the events going on in the Borsa-Poltava game. Emery's left a lot of the squad back in London to make sure he's got as many options as possible for this game. But I think that Tottenham are going to just be a little bit fresher and a little bit more motivated. And for me, I think they might just shade it 2-1. It should be a fascinating game. It always is. And I know Emery will have a plan to beat Tottenham, but I'm not sure it'll be enough because that is a really good Spurs team. And last but not least, Chris Davison. Hi everyone. Hi Harry. It's Chris Davison here. I've literally just got a couple of minutes to give some thoughts of my own ahead of the North London Derby on Sunday, along with a match prediction as well. So I really do believe we've got to start the game on top on Sunday. I have a quick start to the match. Awobi, Lacazette, Abamyang, Ozil, Torreira, Bellerin, Socrates, Leno, you name it, the whole squad has got to be on top of their game. Um, and and just play the football we've been playing the last few weeks and months. You know, we're in good form, still unbeaten, got the home fans behind us, and I'm I'm confident. I'm you know, comparing the squad to maybe the last couple of or few of the the last North London derbies, I'm a bit more confident. I think we've got a very strong squad here at the moment. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, I, I could obviously Tottenham going forward can be dangerous at times. Um, and seeing how our defence has been recently still worries me a little bit. Um, and we've got to be realistic. You know, there, there is a chance we may leak one or two goals um, because we've, we, we haven't been defense, defensively aware or, and switched on um, as much as we'd like. Um, but that's where Torreira can play a part. Fantastic um, defensive ability. Re- reads the game very, very well. 
Um, absolutely fantastic player. I mean, it can, can be absolutely vital for us, which I think he will be for most games this season anyway. So, you know, if we can keep switched on defensively throughout the, the 90 minutes and obviously it's great... Um, Abamyang Lacazette always lethal up front. Hopefully, Lack will be back. So yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a three-one Arsenal win. I think it'll be a little bit tighter than that, to be fair. Possibly even a three-two. But you know, you just don't know how switched on will be at the back. But hopefully, we can get the three points. Like I said, fans behind us. Um, just be really um, up for it, and uh, yeah. To beat the spuds once more keep North London red like, like always has been so that's my thoughts of the game that's that's the way I see it going obviously that's my match prediction as well so get behind the team guys come on you gunners take care speak to you all soon That brings us to the end of another preview show. Don't forget, we are sponsored by Loserpool.com, a brand new betting game. Check them out, Loserpool.com, for more information. And stay tuned for our review show coming out on Monday with none other than Arsenal legend Nigel Winterburn. He'll be joining me on the line to reflect on the North London derby. That is a show that you won't want to miss. Nigel Winterburn is in the house. hero. He's a smart guy who loves sports and loves outwitting other people. Our hero needs to show the world his mastery of the game. Our hero does this by playing games at Loserpool. Our hero is you. Loserpool has two games. In the namesake, the games of an entire season are grouped together into weeks or rounds. After paying an entry fee, you choose one team to lose that week or round. If you're correct, you earn the right to repeat the process in the next round. But the catch is that you cannot choose a team a second time until all the teams have been chosen by you once. If you're knocked out early, you may re-enter the same pool by paying a penalty to make it fair for the other players. Or you may wait until the next pool starts in a few weeks. Razor pool is similar to loser pool in that the games of an entire season are grouped together. But in this case, you pay the entry fee and predict the outcome of all the games in that week or round. You will be ranked against all other players according to your accuracy. And at the end of each round, a predetermined percentage of players will be eliminated. There is no option to buy back into a pool if you are eliminated. <laughs> and so you will have to wait until the next pool starts to play again. In both games, the prize money grows very rapidly. The pool is allocated to the last man standing, or to add a little drama, to a small surviving group if they vote according to predetermined rules. Loser Pool is about community, friendship, fun and rivalry. Discuss and debate the games and events of the week with players from around the world. Invite your friends and co-workers into your own sub-pools and see who can outsmart the group and earn bragging rights. This is your moment. Create an account. Show your sports genius.
be the hero.